Welcome to the Self Love Breakfast Club, where we have honest conversations about health, wellness, and of course, self love with amazing women who aren't afraid to give it to us straight. Real life, real advice, and no BS. I'm your host, Crystal Rose, and today I'm serving self love for breakfast. Hello again, friend, and welcome back to the Self Love Breakfast Club. Oh my goodness, so much amazing feedback on last week's episode that I did with my husband on healthy relationships. If you guys haven't listened to it, go ahead and go back and do that. But it's just so funny to me because I will put out episode after episode and like crickets, which is fine. Like, you know, I don't always need feedback on what we're putting out, but you know, I'll get some DMs here and there where people be like, wow, this, this episode really resonated with me. But I put my husband on and (laughs) everyone had really great feedback. So thank you for that. Anyone who listened to last week's and enjoyed it and told me about it, thank you so much. I really appreciate feedback on all of the episodes, you guys. I want to make sure that I'm putting out stuff that resonates with you and that you enjoy and that you feel is helpful. So always hit me up in my DMs at Excel Rose, or you could go ahead right in our Instagram on at Self Love Breakfast Club. So grateful that you guys enjoyed it. It was definitely, it felt like a risk, felt like a risk bringing my husband on the show, but we had a lot of fun doing it. So maybe we'll do that again in the future. Yeah. So I got a few things going on. I made an announcement that I am the new health and wellness expert for Marketing Media Money Magazine. So if you go to marketingmediamoney.com, it is totally free to, I think you might need to subscribe, but it's totally free to read the article articles. It's jam-packed if you're a business owner or want to be a business owner or care about that kind of stuff. And if not, my article is about your health goals losing steam because we are in February and this is generally where people take their resolutions and are like, screw it. (laughs) Mostly because things weren't really all that sustainable to begin with, whatever the plan was. So that's, if I do say so myself, a really great article just about like, how can we get you back on track to your goals in a sustainable, lasting way. So yeah, marketingmediamoney.com. And I am speaking at a summit and it's a health and wellness summit to help fitness professionals, nutrition professionals build their business. I believe it starts the 15th and runs through the 28th. So there's a couple of speakers every single day. It's put on by Gold Medal Coaching. Pretty cool. I was really pumped to be asked to do this. And I'm speaking on February 22nd. And I am talking about something a little different, like that I felt like this kind of needed. I think a lot of the times when we were talking about building a fitness business or a health business, or even just talking about fitness goals and nutrition and all of that, there's such a focus on like the logistics and how to get from point A to point B. So I am actually speaking on not waiting until you get there to love yourself. Uh, Obviously, I am obsessed with self-love and that is my jam and that is what I am. (laughs) I am really doubling down on self-love as I move into the future and continue to offer advice and tips and such on self-love because I just think it's so important, so important. And this is something that I have 
kind of noodled on for years, you know, like loving yourself through the process, loving yourself as you are now, like maybe you don't love the way your body looks, but you can still cultivate self-love. And as you go through time, instead of being like, oh, well, when I get to this weight or when I get to this accomplishment or when I get to this look or when I look in the mirror and I see X, whatever, then I'll love myself or then it'll be, you know, I'll be happy. And it's just one that's just like not true. And especially if your goal is far enough away, it's really hard to have something keeping you going. Like you need little milestones and other things to just kind of keep you in it. And I think when we kind of you know, go through this process of cultivating self-love and just accepting ourselves and eventually loving ourselves, we don't have to worry about getting there. We'll get to wherever it is that we're going and there won't be such this like forcefulness of when I get there, I'll feel this way. You can feel this way today. So I am speaking on that, something a little different. So even if you aren't a fitness professional or you're not trying to build your business and you want to check out that, (laughs) then go to crystalrose.com slash speaker and you'll be able to get the link to the summit and sign up for it and attend however you wish. So this week's episode, you guys, I don't know if you've noticed, but I really enjoy women's health experts coming on the show. We have had a period educator. We had Mary Ellen with Yarlap and talked about Kegels and how this amazing device does Kegels for you, which by the way, I was recently sent one. So I will report back on the Yarlap (laughs) device. But today I have Kim Rosas, who is a reusable menstrual cup expert and educator, helping erase the taboo of menstruation and educate consumers on eco-friendly and menstrual products such as reusable cups, disc, sanitary pads, and period-proof panties and swim. Okay, you guys, so today we have another amazing guest, and we are going to, once again, we're going to talk about lady bits and periods, and so if you are a man who loves this podcast and that sort of thing makes you uncomfortable, maybe you should check on out, skip to the next episode or the last one, or if you hang out and listen, I won't tell anyone. So So today we have Kim Rosas. Welcome to the Self-Love Breakfast Club. Thanks for having me. So this is pretty exciting. I I love talking about periods. I really do because I think that it needs to happen more. I think it's such a taboo kind of subject and it doesn't make any sense because it's an absolute fact of life. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's definitely less taboo than it probably was when you and I were younger. So that's great for the next generation for sure. (laughs) Yeah. So we like to kind of start things out with an initiation we call GGB, which is goals, gratitude, and badassery. So currently, right now, what are your goals? I'm a numbers person. So I, my big goal is to reach 10,000 on Instagram for the (laughs) new account so that I can swipe up. (laughs) Such a small thing. I've had accounts with it. I've had accounts without it. And Mm. I'm, I'm hustling for that one. I love that. Yeah, the swipe up, man, is my account's been dropping like over the years, which is kind of hilarious. But I'm like, as long as we say over 10K, I don't care. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's better to drop than to have people stick around and not be engaged. I think it's really about engagement. But once I get to 10,000, then we can then we can focus (laughs) on engagement. (laughs) (laughs) First things first. And gratitude. So what are you grateful for? 
Oh, goodness. Um, I think I'm really grateful for online communities, especially Mm. recently. And of course, with the pandemic, especially just being able to connect with people through all these different mediums that since we're not able to see each other in person, we can stay connected and follow each other. And sometimes it's toxic, but I think you kind of have to balance it on your own terms to avoid the toxicity, but stay connected. And, And so that's definitely something I'm grateful for these days. Yeah, for sure. It's a double-edged sword, you know. You got to control it. It can't you can't let it control you. <laughs> and badassery. So basically badassery is something you've done recently that you are proud of or that you think is pretty badass. Well, I guess the big thing I've done that was somewhat bold was starting a company during a pandemic and <laughs> and not not going crazy because it's during virtual school. I have two kids, 12 and 10. And so we're balancing virtual school and they use my office. So I'm basically oh working nights and weekends <laughs> and doing virtual school during the day. And we're finding a balance, but it was a nonstop grind for about four or five months. Wow. And no sleep, no rest, no relaxation. So Bless. I don't know how women like you are doing it. I have no idea. That is incredible. That's pretty freaking badass. Okay. All right. So necessity <laughs> is how we do it. We have no choice. But you know what? It's still badass because you're here. You're getting through it. So I think that that speaks a lot, you know? A lot of women that probably could really admire that. (laughs) You're giving them hope. (laughs) So you made a career out of menstrual cups. Could you share a little bit about that? Yes, that's a, it's a hard career to do an elevator pitch for. I'm constantly <laughs> thinking, you know, pre-COVID when we were doing a lot of mm. conferences and events, you know, how do I succinctly tell people what I do? And I also had to train myself not to be embarrassed to talk about what I do. And I'm very proud of the work that I've done and, and continue to do, but it is an interesting and somewhat taboo, like you said, topic. So, yeah. you know, I'm in like you said, the menstrual cup industry, but but also just the reusable products, reusable menstrual products industry. And that started in 2012 when I first tried a menstrual cup and mm-hmm. I was in a somewhat related career path. I was an online blogger who wrote about cloth diapers of all things. <laughs> I like to joke now that my career is talking about things that come out of your body and what you <laughs> catch them with. So, <laughs> and of course, reusable ones at that. So I started um, talking about them on my YouTube and that was really early when most people assumed that, well, first of all, most people had never heard of them when I started this. It was, you know, what the heck is that? Now I think predominantly most people know you know, at least how they function and what they do. Mm. Eight years ago, that was not the case. Definitely and not. <laughs> was just talking about them, frankly, on YouTube, which people connected with because, again, it's a taboo subject and just talking about mechanics of how you put something in your vagina and what <laughs> it's supposed to catch. It's blood, it's menstrual fluid, it's mucus and clots and all kinds <laughs> of like, stuff. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I say clot more than anyone on the planet, I'm fairly certain. <laughs> and that uh, means that's your elevator pitch right there. <laughs> yeah, I talk about clots. Uh, not, no, not blood clots, that kind. Um, yeah, and so I kind of shifted into making that my career because it was sort of hosted on a different website that was mm. dual purpose. And I was like, probably people are tired of me talking about vaginas on this baby blog. <laughs> and so I started another website that became really popular with a partner. 
And then I left that website in July this year to start kind of my own dual armed business where part of it's still advocacy and education. It's called Pure Nirvana. And then a retail arm, which is the scary pandemic thing. Like you want to sell things during a, uh, during a pandemic. And yeah. So that's also selling reusable menstrual products on period.shop, which is the URL. It's kind of confusing. Cool. Wow. All right. Yeah. That's awesome though. I mean, yeah, like the pandemic thing is definitely scary. I'm a business owner as well. I own a boutique and I was terrified at the start of this year because it was just like so many unknowns. So yeah. And then there's been a lot of women I've noticed too, like starting a business this year and being like, I don't know what I'm thinking, (laughs) but there's so many great ideas and so many incredible things that are born out of really hard times and recessions. Like I think Uber came out of a recession, you know, things like that. So I think that now is good a time as any, that's for sure. I think that's it, as good a time as any. And, (laughs) you know, I have nothing to compare it to. So would I be doing better had it not been COVID when I started? I don't know. So, you know, ignorance (laughs) is bliss. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. It's like, who knows if we're doing great, (laughs) but it feels good. So that's what matters. Yeah, just kind of measuring up to my own expectations and being happy with growth, which is all you can ask. Yeah, cool. So like, how do you turn the subject of, you know, periods and like, I don't want to say heavy because that, that is such a bad pun. <laughs> bad, bad pun. How do you make that, you know, light and fun, educational and like easy to talk about? I've always found that just being open and honest and quite frankly, funny, as funny Mm. as you can be, is how you break through even the iciest exteriors when it comes to this topic. Because people do put up a wall and they, I mean, and I've done in-person events and you can tell they they don't want to ask these questions. And in fact, I've, when I do workshops and I have a, a an audience, you can look on the faces of people and some people are just fascinated and some people are just in horror. (laughs) (laughs) But by the end of it, if you continue to make light of it and and it's relatable, despite what people want to talk about and and what you would consider polite company and Mm. I don't even know if that's a thing anymore, but is uh, it? I know. (laughs) Is that even a thing anymore? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) What they maybe have been raised to think about as being a polite company conversation you know, what you would talk about in polite company. And, and it depends on the generation too. But I think just making it relatable and funny is how you get through and make people want to watch your video or go to your workshop and learn, most importantly, how to use this product that is still fairly new. I mean, we're yeah. talking about, we're just now at a time when someone can say their mother had used this product. Mm. And it's only, I mean, in the last year or two that I'm seeing this. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that those were the early adopters amongst this product, but there are children of people who started with menstrual cup who were told, hey, you should try this. And that's just now happening. Whereas you've got many generations of pad users and tampon users who yeah. that's just what they know. Yeah. So I'm very big on more of like the holistic health and clean beauty and non-toxic products and things like that. And I think that people are surprised to find out that regular pads and tampons are not good for you to like stick in your body. Um, There are chemicals even in there and 
you know, so in that realm, like I tend to gravitate towards like organic cotton tampons, you know, like, or yes, organic tampons, guys, they're a thing. <laughs> <laughs> and then obviously like the menstrual cup is part of that as well and whatnot. So tell me a little bit about that. Like why a menstrual, why a cup? Well, like you said, they are certainly better for you from the health perspective. Mm. I think we've all been educated on toxic shock syndrome, TSS. That's something I learned about in school. Mm. And and actually, I can very vividly remember that when I was growing up, uh, my cousin's friend passed away from TSS. What? Yes. And, And what was wild to me in getting into this work was how many people know someone who has had TSS. It's not nearly as uncommon as you would think. That's great. It's like, cause I have never, I always thought it was just like some BS, like, like, you know, like some BS like <laughs> thing that can happen and like, Oh, don't do this. Or have like, cause I have had friends that I knew that like had literally gotten tampons stuck in there for days, like days. Oh, and then terrible. a whole hospital situation had to happen, but never TSS. So that's so, that's fascinating that it's actually pretty common. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say it's common, but it's common enough that I've spoken to and heard from people who have either had it or knew someone who had it. And worst case, in that example, someone who had passed away from it. I mean, you can lose limbs. There's a a famous model who lost a leg from TSS and eventually the second leg had to be amputated. Yeah. Wow. Of course, that's way worst case scenario, but the fact is that it's more common in regular non-organic tampons than mm. organic tampons and menstrual cups are very new. So the studies are not nearly as robust on mm. the population size and just the fact that people are doing studies. It's only in the last few years we're getting studies. And the most recent one was that they are as safe as tampons. But when it comes down to the actual recorded cases of TSS with a menstrual cup versus tampons, the numbers are like, I think we have two, maybe three now with a cup and they've been Mm. in use for, I mean, heavy use for at least 10 years longer. They started in 1930s, the the rubber tasset. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I know that's a fact people don't know either is that they've been around since the 1930s, certainly not popular, but they have existed in this shape and this, you know, function for many decades. And and so that is just a, a health choice. But when I talk to people about why, why you should switch, I think it's more about comfort and convenience because most of us assume what a period feels like mm. is what it feels like with a pad or a tampon. And mm. it's usually uncomfortable and kind of miserable. And you, you have that experience that you have just always had and you've never known anything else. So that's what your period is. And I think the big revelation is when people get the courage and it does take a little bit of a courage to try something like this. And I was terrified my first time too. But uh, I mean, sweating, like just sweating bullets. I was so nervous trying to put this thing in my body. And it was like, when you think back to the first time trying a tampon as a young teen and looking through the pamphlet and the Mm -hmm. pictures of, you know, the leg up on the toilet seat and, (laughs) and, you know, spreading things apart and how deep does it go? And I mean, I was in my twenties and I was still like, Oh God, this is this is really something. <laughs> so I have, I have to remember that as an educator now and being so steeped in it, using it for so long, is that it is a big deal for someone to, to do it. And, you know, but once they try it, I think the immediate reaction is almost always it's life changing because mm. it is just so much more comfortable to wear than these other products. You know, pads make you sweaty, 
feel them bunch in between your legs. In some cases, the adhesive gets stuck on your skin or your pubes. Like it's a whole. Or like stuck to your underwear and then you're like trying to like rip your pad off your underwear and it's like tangled and it's a whole thing. Like it's it's a thing and and that's what we're used to right and then for tampons it's it's rigid it's dry and especially on your lighter days you pull it out and it's like removing a sandpaper a roll of sandpaper from your vagina and then the pee string that is almost inescapable like how do you do the gymnastics yeah pee on the string it's and then you never figured it out you inevitably pee on the damn string and then you're like cool i have to change a stupid freaking tampon now exactly like a whole it's a mess it's awful So when you get pee on the string, you either make a choice, you decide I'm going to live with it because it's not time to change and I don't want to be wasteful, or you just take it out and it might be dry and you replace it and you go through twice as many, three times as many tampons as you would for your actual flow. So, you know, the menstrual cup is worn for up to 12 hours as long as you're not overflowing, which is pretty unusual. Most people don't have periods heavy enough to overflow a menstrual cup because right, it feels so like much. we do. It feels yeah. like we do. <laughs> yeah. And, it, and I mean, some people definitely do, but I, they're, the average is 30 to 60 milliliters and that's one cup holds 30. So mm. you get to wear it practically morning to night for, you know, most people. And so that's convenient in and of itself is just wearing it all day. And then it's, medical grade silicone. It doesn't scratch you. You don't feel it because it's flexible and you can kind of forget you're wearing it. And then you don't have to take anything with you. I think that's another Mm. huge bonus is you don't have to think, okay, how long am I going to be out of the house? How many tampons do I need to pack? Or how many pads do I need to pack? And then vacations, same story. You pack one little cup instead of, you know, a box of pads or tampons for your trip. And you just keep the cup in your purse if you think it's going to be your time. And Convenience-wise, you can put your cup in before your period starts, which not everyone knows. So you yeah. can start your period and not know it until you go to take it out that night. So it has a lot of points in the in the pro column, other than the learning curve and, of course, a startup cost, which is more than a box of tampons. They right. average at about thirty bucks, but they last ten years. Yeah, it's not like I mean, you buy tampons are freaking expensive though. Like, like the pearl and the organics and yeah, those are. tampons are like. I mean, they are. Exp- I get saucy whenever I have to. I buy them for my office, you know, because I'm like, if any woman comes into my office and needs like a panty liner or a tampon, we've got you, girl. You know, like they're here. Well, that's nice. I mean, not everyone provides that, and gosh, how many times have. You know, you remember starting your period when you were out in public and forgotten. I always tell my community that even though you use a cup, have a tampon on you because you just never know. One, your friend might need it. And so you could save the day. Or worst case, you drop your menstrual cup in the toilet and you have something to wear oh so you can get home. Nah. And it. Yeah, and like throw <laughs> in a pot of boiling water. Like, exactly. Colors. Yeah, I mean, how many times have we been that woman or like in a bathroom stall and like, oh shit. <laughs> Does anyone have a tampa? <laughs> like and it then, happens. Yeah. And then you save the day if you're if you're the woman in the bathroom who happens to have one in her purse. Or you're like me who like refuses to keep them in her purse when she's not on her period. Like, no. <laughs> Yeah, mine are probably expired. I don't know if tampons expire, but the one in my purse, my emergency tamp, it's is like like seven years old. It's like years. real old. I don't even know. It's, it could be in a museum, but it's there if anyone needs it. 
are like, like, they don't even no make thing. this brand anymore. Where did it come from? What even is this? No thanks. <laughs> <laughs> like dust comes off it when you open it. Like <laughs> It's all crinkled. I think even the cinching that keeps it closed has at least punctured enough where it used to be kind of a pocket of air. And now it's just flat. <laughs> Anyone needs to stay up on Kim has got you. Ask Kim Rosa. She has you. (laughs) She has got you covered. She might have an extra cup. That might be better. (laughs) Actually, I carry cups in my purse. Funny story. I truly carry cups in my purse, like demo cups, because if it comes up what I do, you know, in the before times when we were seeing people in public that we didn't know. Right. out in the world, people would ask what I do and they would always be perplexed. And I have done so many impromptu menstrual cup demos with the cup in my purse. And actually I went to the Charlotte conference last year and this guy was there and his girlfriend and we connected because he was from Germany and that's where my husband's from. Mm. And we, we went to lunch and like, what do you do? Talk about menstrual cup. Oh, really? And so by the end of it, I was giving him a demo and he was fascinated. He <laughs> loved it. He just thought it was the coolest product. And why isn't everyone using this? And mm. He's telling his girlfriend who's saying, you should use this. And I'm like, I can give you one right now. I had brought some brand new ones like I do and evangelizing and here this is you I would say you're this size and of course I love to make a good joke out of that looking at <laughs> this is what I think your vagina size is uh, I can tell I can tell <laughs> I can tell <laughs> uh, I've offered to do you. fittings at these events too oh. and I pull out this tiny little measuring tape <laughs> and I'm like okay let me fill you know fill you out what size are you and they the reactions <laughs> are so priceless. This is probably like a candid camera moment. They just, I mean, they, and they believe it. Half of them are like, okay, okay. And some of them are like, yeah, let's do this. No. And you're I'm like, not I'm really, <laughs> really not going to measure your vagina. <laughs> That's actually not even how this works, but no, I'm not going to do that. That's amazing. Like to be a fly on that wall. <laughs> I really miss, I really miss events. I can't wait to get back to it because it's such a tactile product and people mm. who haven't seen it get so much out of these demos and talking to a real person. And that's one thing that I really like about what I do is to say, I'm just a regular person. I, I wasn't a living in the woods, hippie counterculture, you know, yeah. truffle hunting and mushroom hunting <laughs> and foraging and, you know, living off the land and disconnected from society or whatever the stereotypes are about Mm. the kind of people who use menstrual cups. And that was the stereotype when I started. And I think it even crossed my mind. Like, I'm not that kind of person. Like, yeah. You know, I'm I'm pretty green and I'm pretty eco-friendly and, and non-toxic, but you know, I'm also just human and make very many mistakes on that front. Certainly not perfect. I'm like um, I'm a lipstick hippie. Okay. <laughs> like you may look at me and be like, there is no way that this chick likes natural stuff and like all of my makeup, all of my skincare, all of my like cleaning pro- everything is non-toxic and green because no, but yeah, I'm like, I'm yeah, and it's so, you it's no so much more attainable now too <laughs> to kind of live that lifestyle and be certainly more health conscious and non-toxic. And, and I think that has extended all across the board to all these different products. I mean, people went out and bought bidets at this to, to be toilet paper free and uh, mm-hmm. to some extent, right? I mean, we, we recently got one and I love it, but also I just can't stop using toilet paper. <laughs> I mean, it has a fan on it and everything. It fans my butt when I'm, you know, done with the, the spritz. 
but it just does not dry completely. It's not like the accelerator dryer where flaps are going and everything. Oh my God. We had a bidet like, we had a bidet in Hawaii on our honeymoon and like, I think about it all the time. Like, why do I not buy one? Like, it's just so nice. I mean, still use toilet paper just because. But man, I mean, that is that is just it's a muscle memory too. Like, I have toilet paper in my hand before I even think about it. I mean, just here it is. Like, I didn't even feel myself get the toilet paper. I mean, I'm 35, I think. I, I believe, and so believe. you know, 33 years of reaching for toilet paper. Yeah, that's a. <laughs> Yeah, they are awesome for for cup users, especially. Oh my gosh, and maybe on your period and period poops. It's I'm I'm saying like, why didn't we do this sooner? (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) So my last like big big question here is: Let's talk about sex with the cup. Can you? Because someone told me that you can, and when I've had mine in, I'm like, there is no friggin' way. How? What? How does it even work? Like, so is this a well, myth? Like, is this a lie or what? I it need to is. Know. It's not a myth, but it's not recommended. But I okay. will tell you how to get around it. So, <laughs> perfect. You, I have accidentally and knowingly done this. Um, one of the reasons it can work, well, it's actually a combination of, of a few things. One is that your vaginal canal elongates when you're aroused, mm-hmm. so you're already kind of giving your canal more real estate. So okay. the menstrual cup is sitting upright in long ways. I'm like using my hands to mime <laughs> it out, uh, which no one will be able to see. I'm drawing you a picture. Just picture it in your mind. Sure. Um, it, it is, you know, sitting under the cervix. And for some people, and me included, the end of the cup is basically the entrance of your vaginal canal. So there's no room for penetrative intercourse. Right. But if it is, it's kind of a bullet-shaped tapered product. So there's room on the side. And a lot of people find that a game just the tip is completely <laughs> possible. And as you are aroused, it might all of a sudden be that everything's there. And how did that happen? And, right. you know, and I asked my husband, my partner and said, Hey, you know, did that bother you? Was that weird for you? He's like, I, you know, no, it was fine. Hmm. So it's really not recommended because it is, you know, you're putting a lot on <laughs> all of that. Um, and it could break the seal and that could, you know, you just probably not the best idea. However, okay. <laughs> however, there is a product that is a flat fit mm. product. It's called a menstrual disc. There is a disposable option that's pretty popular called soft disc or now it's called flex. And so that's a plastic product. It's almost like a diaphragm. Yeah. So it sits under the cervix. There's this area kind of a tent above the vaginal canal called the vaginal fornix. Hmm. And a fun fact is I think it's from the Latin root of arch. So it is like this big space, big cave under there. Somewhat one size fits all in that area. So that's why these discs are all about the same size. And only in the last three years have brands come out with reusable versions. So you can buy one of these and they're a little bit typically more expensive than menstrual cup, more like 40, 50 but they're medical grade silicone, same as a menstrual cup. They are messier to remove, mm. full disclosure. Mm. Um, they've been termed blood drawers. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, if, if you think of something that's kind of flat and it sits straight under your canal yeah. or mostly straight, but it has to come out long right. ways because you Somewhere. fold it long ways to put it in. So it's kind of like bleh, as soon a little messier. As you pull it out. <laughs> it's yeah. a little messier. However, 
I really love them. I love them just as a period product and mm. they do allow for intercourse. It's the whole vaginal canal is open for business. Open for business. Good to know. Yeah. I was like very curious about that because a girl in my community had said that they, she was using a cup and that she said it was like, she was terrified. It was scary, but she totally had sex with it. And I was like, I just don't see that happening. <laughs> like, yeah. like I don't, I think too, is it's I had not tried about it. terminology because I think a lot of just regular people confuse the two products. They say a disc, mm. they'll, they'll also call it a cup. And so it could be that this person who was using a disc, you know, some people I think it was definitely a cup. Cups. I think it was oh, definitely, definitely a, I think it was definitely a cup because we had had a whole ass conversation about cups oh, and like okay. which cups yeah. to try. And like, we were like, report back to us. It's your responsibility to let us all know. <laughs> so well, yeah. It definitely has happened on record for me and for others. But okay. I say that with the asterisk, you know, not yes. recommended by manufacturers. Use at your own <laughs> risk. Not a medical doctor. So disclaimer, you guys, if you are using the cup and you think that you're going to get it on with the cup and get away scot-free, it may or may not happen. Not very recommended. (laughs) Yeah, I think at that point, if you're just raring to go, just pull it out and then put a towel down and deal with it after. I mean, the other scary thing is if it, if you do, and it is way up there because of, you know, the elongation we talked about, you might Mm. freak out after because you can't reach it. And that's definitely been been a reaction to say, oh, my God, where did it go? And they kind of think, oh, they just shoved it way up there. Who knows? It's Um, it's not going to go past your cervix. But everything's up high now. It's higher. And no one knows that about their own bodies. And so they're they're learning the hard way that there's a lot of extra room than what they knew before. Yeah, I had no idea. I had no idea there was more room in there. That's... (laughs) That is very that is interesting. The room of requirement. <laughs> so educational. <laughs> this is definitely educational. <laughs> oh my goodness. You, I mean, this has been really fun. Like, I don't know why talking about periods and period cups is so fun, but I've had a really good time, Kim Roses. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, thanks for having me. I always have fun talking about periods. Yeah. Well, before we go, I like to end on a quote. So, whether it be something that you kind of like live by or maybe it's something that you've been feeling kind of recently, would you share a quote with us? Oh goodness. I'm not a good quote person. And I can never remember them properly. It's kind of like retelling (laughs) a joke. I'm the worst at retelling a joke. (laughs) I kill it every time. But I think the the main mantra, I guess, is just never say never because it just in business and in life, I I don't want to ever say something that I'm not willing or don't think I'll ever do. And then 10 years down the road, here I am doing it and such Mm. a hypocrite, you know, I just don't want to be a hypocrite. So I'm just like, I might do it. I probably won't, but never. I'm not going to say no. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. And where can my listeners find you? Well, I am on Instagram at period nirvana that's the one i'm looking to get to 10k on uh twitter everything is at period nirvana and cool. that's kind of my my home YouTube, i love it everything thank you again for coming on it's been super educational super fun to have you and i hope everyone loves this episode <laughs> <laughs> i hope so as well thank you thank you so much for listening to this episode of the self-love breakfast club If you enjoyed it, please share with your friends and tag us in your Instagram stories. See you next time.